Hey everyone, this is Sarah G. We are back. This is Gen C Gab. And I- And I just wanted to quickly say that we will be having Brendan Bradley on very soon. We are working through a lot of things right now, but I am super, super, super excited. And if you have any questions, please submit DM over at Gen Z Gab. Thank you very much. I do love just this time of year. I know that people are going to say that this year there's not a lot, but I do want to say that I will be giving links to places that you can donate as well as businesses, smaller businesses you can buy from. I'm going to talk too much more about this situation, not because it's too complicated or anything, but it's because nobody seems to listen and it's really frustrating. So I'm doing what I can by giving you some resources if you're curious about it. And there you go. I am super excited for this week's episode because I've just had a mental recheck in with myself. I've had to do some stuff recently just where my body was out of whack and I'm not a wellness girly at all. I'm taking better care in the sense that I'm taking more time to try to sleep better. I'm taking more time to reflect. I'm looking more at different types of music, you know, not about what is good or bad for me and what's bad for me actually is something that struggles as a lot of people know is my social media and how much I'm running it and if I'm gaining enough followers is this look right this not I think that's a biggest source of my stress aside from you know recently torn in 26 and having to figure out all of my health stuff with the health insurance and that's been great so if I've been a little MIA I'm sorry I try to keep this every Monday but I've also stated that it might be a little more sporadic with things popping up also like I said recently I signed with an agency so hopefully I'll be getting some more um opportunities so maybe you won't see me as much here Either way, I want to give dedication to this podcast and I want to give energy to it. But if it still seems like lately, which is something that I've been struggling with and more things are coming out over these overly produced, overly grouped podcasts, but I can't compete with these larger audiences and not that anybody's expecting me to. But I think that a lot of people, especially in my situation who is a micro creator micro whatever we think we're finally getting some speed or momentum and then just the bigger louder ones always come in and it's harder so yes I am doing a lot of this solely on my own so please be patient with me but I really really do appreciate again each and every one of you that listens if you really enjoy this podcast please hit that subscribe button comment you name it But today I'm going to talk a little bit about the finale of Frasier, which we all know that I really liked. The new reboot, some things that I think that we could tool, change, whatever, as well as just all the crap that has been coming out over the new, like, former child stars. You know, I talk about it, but more that the things that I felt about certain people have been shown to be true. And it's going on more so and how much that my heart is with the people who have suffered more as a result of the backlash. And I'm not talking about it in the sense of who you might think that it is, but it's just like 
no matter how many times that I see this, I think that, you know, don't meet your heroes. But the whole Podco group is very toxic, like aside from a few of them. But just the more that comes out about it. And I just want to say to Alexis Nichols, I've seen all the stuff that you've posted recently. And I'm sorry that someone had to monetize off of you to get that and then delete your video and, you know, just all this other thing. So I do want to state that. But nobody owes you anything. And you know what? The people that you think you have this parasocial relationship with, like I said in the past, it comes on and on and on about different ways, but you don't really know them. And if anything, if you get a mean girl vibe, it's probably accurate. And the more that things come out, the more you realize that's not that shocking. And people talk a lot about cancel culture, and I don't disagree with it. It's just that, like, even me recently having to cancel a comedian I used to like, and it's not even because of one thing. It's the more you dig yourself into a bigger hole and you're turning out to be an even bigger red flag. And this is not about, you know, everyone against you or whatever. You're just making it worse for yourself and your PR team is, ugh. I just, like, cannot get over it. Like, I used to really, again, look up to a lot of people, and lately it's just, like, the true colors showing, so you kind of have to keep your guard up. I'm not saying that that's for everyone, but it's true. Like, you know, and if anything, it just shows, like, the entitlement that a lot of people think that they have, or they're thinking that they're doing something good, and then they're not. And it just shows, like, this person has always been that way. Like, again... The whole entitlement with these Nick stars, like, they think, even though they're kind of past their prime, and these Nickelodeon and Disney stars have had a lot of trauma, and some of them are very much monopolizing over a lot of things and trying to gain and monetize from it, and it's just sickening. Also, to see how hypocritical one moment they, they're just trying to do whatever stays trendy at the moment, and again... I cannot get over how many people are, you know, thinking they're entitled to, like, people like Jeanette McCurdy's story. She has been super raw and vulnerable. If she said she'd go on but then changes her mind, you do not get to complain about it like a toddler. You do not get to say that you're so on her side and then really come off like a big stuck-up brat when she doesn't want to share. Or if somebody calls you out or tries to make something clear that this person, and then you have the audacity to take something down. You know exactly who you are. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. Like, I can't even watch your show anymore. You are not who I thought you were. And, you know, your true colors have really shown. I really used to look up to you. And I think that's what people are starting to notice. Like, you go on this, like, journey, you're on this line, you're marching on, you're kind of just, like, very much suspected, like, they're famous, they've got to be good people when numerous times it's proven wrong. So that's just kind of where I'm at. And again, I don't really know what else to say about it, but it's like, you definitely need to just have a more analytical brain going forward on what's, if you feel like, when I say this analytical, I say, like, 
your brain if it if it feels wrong in your gut then you have to start thinking about what are the red flags here because I think that we are too busy blindly going along with other things it's okay to ask questions it's okay to you know start to question and you know have a mature chat without like fighting back there's a difference between like responding back a few times and kind of clearing yourself but also though there's a level of childishness that goes on and I admit I probably shouldn't be one to talk because I know I've responded to some people but there's a difference between defending yourself and then just looking like a a clown that's all I can really say so moving on from that because this is going to be a shorter episode I've decided just it's better for me I think that a lot more people will also understand that usually when it's one person, there's not a lot to get into very much without the guests or other people to input. So then it's usually just dragging on and on and on, right? You don't want that short, sweet. Uh, so some things that I love about the new Frasier, like I've mentioned multiple times with the new characters is, again, I love David. I think he's a little puppy. He definitely needs to be expanded more. This season finale that they just did showed a very good side of him with his mentorship with Alan. I would like to see that more. Next season, someone on Reddit mentioned a podcast. I'd be down for seeing David doing a podcast interviewing the teachers and it potentially being run like by, say, Roz, who decides to move back because Perry Gilpin said that she'd be interested. Doesn't mean that it'll happen. I'd like to see more of Freddie and Eve's grief, like kind of the episode season eight, kind of in nine, where they had Martin deal with a lot of his PTSD and his injury, and we see more flashback. I'd like to see a little bit more of that, and I'd see maybe them interacting more uh, without Frasier, you know, just kind of more that ensemble way like that's they did a really good job the past couple episodes with that but just kind of figuring out how to put them in more yes I know the show is about Frasier yes I know that this whole way of it is his third chapter moving on with his life and he's more ex but I think also adding a lot of the animal aspect rivalry with him would work too because we only got to see really glimpses I would love to see yes just more David finding himself but I want to see more of the firefighters and just kind of the faculty but I need it to be more than just like him trying to get this um tenure or whatever because yes on the one hand that is true but on the other hand it's like they need to just bridge the gap a little bit and make it a little less zany. I think it's great. I think, again, no character. A lot of people are critical of the characters and think that some people need to be cut. I don't think people need to be cut. I just think that they need to be used more in the way that the original was set up. And I know people are going to say, how does that work? Easy. Just kind of like space out more the home life and the work life, but make the work life a little also I'd say make the work life a little zanier. Like, I mean, you had Bulldog, Gil, like you had some very iconic little recurring parts. You should also have Bulldog come back at like a Celtics game and him becoming a meme or something. I know that not every actor wants to return. I completely get that. But like, give us like a little bit of the Cheers background more too. 
I know that there's also critiques about longer episodes or longer seasons. I totally agree with that. There's just so many things that is going on that it's like, you know, it's such a short season, 10 episodes, that there's not a lot of time to fix everything. Now, I do really like Freddie and Eve together. I think that 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 will be good. I know a lot of people don't, but I think that's good. I do want to see more of the intellectual side of Freddie going back with kind of, you know, the David thing. Maybe he helps tutor some people through David. I don't know. Obviously, I know there's a lot of writers going on right now after the writer's strike. We're figuring out more and we have yet to know if there's another season. There probably will be. There's just a lot of things up in the air right now. But this is my theory of just, you know, expanding on, not theory, but just expanding on more things. And people go, the bar might not be the same as, like, Cafe Nervosa. Well, it doesn't have to be, but the bar is also, like, a, it could also be a coffee shop. Like, a lot of those places are kind of makeshift places where, you know, they have, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, like, people hang out throughout the day sporadically. So maybe kind of just emphasize that more, I think, next season. And, yeah, I guess overall I give it a 8.5 out of 10. You know, everyone's going to compare it to the original one. It's never going to be the original one. Again, it's just the life stages that Frasier goes through. And I think that it's a very good start. I think they do a great job with who they cast as Freddy to play Martin, who also looks like enough like Martin, but at the same time brings up like enough of the little bits and pieces of, you know, Niles and Frasier and the Crane Curse. Like, I guess... Also, they could expand more and maybe have an ADHD, at least, diagnosis. I know that people are going to say everybody wants this real divergent, but I'm sorry. Niall's OCD is really real in there, and I just think that it also goes to show, which is something that I've mentioned in the past over the Grey's Anatomy situation, where even a therapist doesn't know what they're doing. Like, again, I've said this. Kate Shepard is Lucas's mom, and she's the therapist, and, you know, she behaves like she knows everything and didn't even notice her son. So, again, as like that Nick would say, sometimes they don't want to look at the real problem in front of them, which just, yeah. But aside from that, I also want to get into Station 19 it has just been canceled. Here's the thing. I am a fan of that kind of Grey's world. I do think we should sign the petition and all that, but I also understand maybe trying to end it before it gets too out of hand. I love Grey's now, and the soft reboot really helped last year. I'm just making a point of saying that, you know, there's a lot of feelings going on around here, and as much as I'd love to see Station 19 continue, if it doesn't happen... Kind of like private practice. Hopefully they can just bring on like Addison, bring on Ben, bring on, you know, Maya. Just all these characters from the outside world that we already know of and then kind of insert them into it. I know that people are going to be like, Grey's is never. Maybe that's true, but it's evolving. And I'm not saying that it's good or bad. I just, that would be my little piece that I discuss about what I see coming forward in the future. I don't know anything. And again, not a lot of people know who I am. So it doesn't really matter what I 
A, because again, I have little leverage. I have, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at in this whole slew of where everyone's on social media going crazy. I know I just kind of talked very confusingly, maybe not that clear or concise, but hey, that's my life. I have a little um, checklist in front of me. Like I said, I go down the list of what I want to talk about, but I also don't want to like spend too much time and call out too many people because even when you call out people you suddenly you're more the issue and I don't want to become that like I don't want to become like a victim or whatever of the internet which I already am because I'm Gen Z but that's kind of yeah where I'm at aside from that I'm going to talk a little bit about the jobs that I've been looking at and just how stressful it is that if anyone's out there feeling the same way as me you're not alone I see you I feel you also with holidays cards coming out and you're seeing how or feeling that you're far behind in life I see you I feel you there's just so many things that I could probably talk about that maybe hit home but at the same time I'm also trying to protect my peace. And I know that people are laughing at me for saying protect my peace, but that's true. It's just how life is. And I think when you're in your 20s, you're kind of all over the place. And we should just acknowledge that some people are ahead, some people are behind, but none of us are really doing things that aren't normal. So as we wrap up all this, honestly, I feel the most like for a lot of these child actors that are trying to move on from a lot of things because their bullies still stay kind of stunted at that age. And, you know, it's just very telling like who people hang out with. It just shows the red flag. And I know within myself that I am not a perfect person and I completely understand, acknowledge that. I think that we... As a society, again, with cancel culture, we need to learn and grow, but some people should outright be canceled. Like, I'm not even questioning that. I just think that we need to be a little bit in the season of forgiving. That being said, though, again, not the people that, you know, fight with six-year-olds and dig themselves into a digger ditch. Not the ones that think that they need or are entitled to other people's traumas. That is not it at all, as well as just many more things. Like, if you have a toxic family member, it's okay to them off. I will talk about a little more at the end, some other things that it has been on my mind, obviously. That being said, though, uh, one thing that makes me laugh around other things with being, speaking of family, when you've been in the same area for so long, you do get to close with, like, local businesses. And I swear, just because I have so many health issues that I can't eat food. Like, if you go to a local diner or whatever, there's, like, some people that know your name, know your family, and you could get free food. The one place that I could do that does not work for me. And I just, I'm, I'm so sad about it. I'm constantly sad about it because it's like, I wish I had that luxury and before anyone says, but you're so healthy, the problem is with a thyroid disorder, I really suck at, you know, the food aspects of life. And right now I'm doing the whole quote unquote Mediterranean. I don't want to even call it, but where I'm trying to fix that up too, because that's supposed to be healthier for 
everyone and it's a gold star amongst even the anti-dietitians. But even I freak out a little bit because it's like, no matter what I do, there's still nothing. I am a boiling pit of stress and it is never ending. I try to you know, it's like your family says, be less stressed. And this is the most stressful time of the year. So it really makes you laugh that, you know, it's like the audacity, really. Congratulations for telling me to be less stressed because that is all that I've wanted in my life. And as you can see with the anxious ADHD person that I am, even my animals are kind of funny. They're less of that. And there's just so much more that could be talked about there but anyway just enjoy if you're someone who could have that kind of greasy food enjoy it enjoy it because it's or that gluten like people are always quick to cut out something enjoy it it is life it is too short and you don't know how good you got it till it's gone so just remember Remember that. If you're someone who's like, oh, I don't want to eat the Christmas cookie because it's got gluten and, I, and I'm trying to do... No, eat the damn cookie if you want it and enjoy it. It is life, all right? I do not... I mean, I'm getting by just fine. I love things like Sweet Lauren's. Don't get me wrong. But no, you enjoy that damn pasta. You enjoy those cookies. You enjoy those real buns that are made like bakery style you enjoy that bread because I swear to god you don't know how bad it is for the rest of us out here who are working our butts off just to try to enjoy some of this other stuff and you think I'm kidding but it's not like that that is it's very sad actually and I know people are going to say, well, Sarah, didn't you read this on a whole Mediterranean diet, the Nordic diet, the Okinawa? Yeah, I've read on all those things that maybe there's a rise in some of those gluten-free whatever, but they're still listed as the healthiest countries stuff. And I know, again, I am not an expert. I'm not telling you how to live your life, but just I'm telling you, enjoy it. If you can tolerate it, enjoy it because it is... It is so, so stressful and nerve-wracking to read all the labels to try to find it. And you should not let fear mongers or wellness culture tell you what to do. It is your life. Yeah, did I go a little overboard there? Yes, but that's another thing that I hate about wellness culture and all these, like, misinformation how much... Because I even used to follow that and say some... And it's like, it is so crazy how much of a hold they can have on and how much they try to and then the minute that you ask for any sort of scientific evidence or any sort of evidence from you know credible sources they just poof away but the fact of the matter is the one thing that makes me really worried especially with influencers these days there's the hold that they have on these younger audience not just me and the fact that you know they get away with saying so much even one person on a podcast and now this is more guy versus girl talk or what girls can't really say but it's like whatever a guy can talk about how many times you go upstairs to pee in the middle of the night and you know all of a sudden it's like you're talking about your health things 
and you know you're kind of laughing about it and whatever you can go off the rails as much the minute a girl talks about her period or something it's suddenly like ew let's go and censor this now no and that's the again sexism misogyny that i do not stand for and you know that it's a never-ending cycle and it's just me talking to myself about it and all these frustrations that live inside of me that I see and it's like no 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 Sarah you do not need to hold on to that you have enough intergenerational trauma like I said I watched this comic who um stitched a ethnicity quiz on you know something that somebody had to fill out because we're just horrible in the sense of just putting everyone into boxes and labels no doubt uh, about like a Hispanic Latino identity or so on and so forth but then they said what about once white people get like an extra question and then it turns in we get away with it with Irish or Italian here's the funny ironic part that I said to this person I've actually had some things pop up on weird applications that are more maybe you know just global instead of just the U.S. But I've had to fill out a few times that I am Irish. I know I've made this joke, but I just said to him that I've wanted to put in the comment moment, like where they have a little comment card thing. Just look at my last name, okay? We're done. And it's really excruciating, though, just like all the things that, you know, is so dumbfounding so out of touch and I've talked about this multiple times I know I said this earlier with other things but it's just so true and again those comics there's a difference there's just so much difference and again I will always say please go and watch Katie Boyle comic you know why I'm gonna say her comedy and so many others are um amazing phenomenal because even though they do kind of push the envelope they're never pushing the envelope outside of themselves outside of their stories outside of what they've endured like here's the thing you can you can make things funny yes you can joke about your trauma you can do all those things or you can joke about a story or this but you have to still kind of keep it to you and people might find it relatable or not you can't just make some of those offhanded jokes and expect that everybody's going to say that's okay and you can't say society's too sensitive these days that's so ridiculous no we're just willing to speak up more and stand up allison felix recently came out with a thing in an article about you know especially women of color black and brown women are more likely to have medical complications in the world of pregnancy in the U.S. But in general, she ended her message, which this is, again, very good to just think about how much she had so much data like that was listed in this article that just made me think of like as a woman in general. Oh my God. And especially with what's going on in Texas right now, we've got to really think about that. Like we have to stay united together as women. And she's such a badass. Like I loved her whole story, but just the whole thing about, yeah, I know people who have had preeclampsia and I know how scary it can be. And I know, you know, she, like she had doctors and it still, you know, doesn't go as 
smoothly as you'd like it and i've seen it happen and it's like oh my god like even seeing it within my own like family extended discussions like even seeing that stuff it's like oh my god like if it's that scary just like think about how much more awareness we need to bring for other people because it's just like uh they barely listen a lot of times to just women in general and this is not me trying to be all like yeah maybe it comes out white savior i'm just trying to acknowledge bring awareness because there's so much stuff to cover and that's what i try to do here on gen z gap and i know i've just talked about a lot of different things but when it comes to surviving the holidays you can't talk about as many things so I think that this is obviously a very good place to stop. Just remember one thing. If you are home for the holidays, take a deep breath. Stay in your space that you feel comfiest in. I've been on, like I said, a healing journey where I listen to a lot of different like music, like the bilateral um, stimulation thing. And it's been really helpful in calming my nervous system. I'm not saying that you should do it ever. But if you're doing that, as well as maybe spend time with the animals, if there's any animals around, if you like them, because I think that that can be very good as well. And just, you know, pick your battles. It's not even like uh, pick your battles to keep the peace within the family. No, pick your battles to keep the peace within yourself. And if, you know, more things come up or, you know... People are talking about other people that they know of and then comparing yourself. Just walk away, okay? Some, yeah, some people are getting married. Yes, some people are having kids. Some people are moving in a house. Some people don't have a job. Some people are living at home. There's a wide variety of spectrums for 22 to like 35-year-olds, I'm going to say, or 18 to 35. I don't know anymore. I know I'm getting kind of old, and even though I'm not that old, and my mom's like, you're just starting your life. The problem is I still feel behind, and the pandemic didn't help. So anyway, if you're just someone like me that's starting to freak out about that, don't worry. You are doing just fine. Keep going. Keep moving forward. You got this. And we will see you soon.